Sundays to the preached word and then the fellowship. In other words, gathering for worship, right? Okay, big, you know, macro scale. So priest word, fellowship, you know, community, church gatherings, right? And then the second couple is that it was the breaking of bread and the prayers. Well, how does the breaking of bread happen on a large scale? Is it like a giant potluck every single Sunday? I mean, it could have been, right? It probably was in some way. But what was so special that, of course, Christ instituted? The Lord's Supper, right? And so they were practicing the Lord's Supper on a large scale, again, every single Sunday, every single week. They devoted themselves immediately to the preached word, to gathering the church together, to the breaking of bread, specifically through the sacrament on a large scale, and the prayers, exactly what we were just doing here in our group right here a moment ago. Praying for one another, praying for the needs of the community, praying for God to just continue to save souls. And they were devoting themselves to all four of these ordinary means of grace. And when I say ordinary, I just mean that there are things that should be taking place in the church every single week. But guess what? These things don't just happen on Sundays, right? You know, on the macro scale, yeah, it's just Sundays, right? But on a micro scale, all four of these things actually happen almost really, and they should on a day-by-day basis. Right? I mean, think about it this way. Like, Esther, you and I are neighbors, of course. We have Alex, who's also on our street. Same exact block, even. And we've often shared meals together. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've eaten food together. We've prayed for one another. We've opened up the Bible. You know, we listen to the Word of God. Right? We've, we've prayed. We've fellowshiped. We even broke bread. Right? Even just this past Sunday, you know, Laura and Mary and you and I were hanging out and just eating some good apple pie together, right? And praying for one another, praying for what God was doing here. That's the micro scale. That's the church during the week. That's the church apart from just Sunday morning worship or Sunday evening worship in our case. And so what's amazing is that discipleship happens and worship happens even in both a macro level way, but also a micro level way. Not a microwave, rather, <laughs> but a micro-level way, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> just making sure you all are paying attention. <laughs> Laura's laughing over there. <laughs> She's about to face palm. <laughs> that was a cheesy joke, but you know what? Cheesy jokes are cheesy. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> so, macro-level, micro-level, right? Okay. That's the beautiful thing. So, again... First thing is that we are to devote ourselves to discipleship. Okay, second point is that we must, of course, be about God's glory and grace, right? Glory and grace. So devote ourselves to discipleship. Oh, man, just see, be in awe of God's glory and grace. I'm going to read this again. This is verse 43 all the way to verse um, 46. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Oh, actually, just remember that the outline is actually right there in front of you guys in the bulletin. So if it helps, it's right there in front of you too. So. Yeah, so again, verses 43 through 46, exactly. Da-da-da-da. It's like right there. <laughs> this is all the reference for Cole and me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but it's right there. I mean, I love that word, like, awe came over them. Every single soul, just awe. Can you imagine what would happen if, like, we, even just the eight of us here tonight, were just so enraptured by God's love and God's glory and God's Mm -hmm. grace that when people see David or people see Donald or people see Penny, they're like, man, he just, he sits with Jesus. You know, she prays so much. I just, like, I see the love of God all over her. I see God's grace all over Esther. God's glory is like Lara's pursuit every single day. She just desires to see God's glory. Now, I know that might be convicting for us because, again, we're sinners, right, in need of grace. But think about it this way. Like, that's how they were described here. They were described as people who had awe, and that awe came upon every single soul. Now, I believe, and I'm no charismatic for what it's worth, but I believe that, you know, the wonders and signs that we read of here in verse 43 were very specific to that time as the gospel is first going forward. There's a lot of reasons why I believe that, and we can talk about that later, maybe not tonight as much. But at the time, though, as the Holy Spirit had been poured out, baptized over them, as they received the Holy Spirit, many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, the exact people that Jesus had poured into, you know, the 11 that were left there at that time, including, you know, the 12 who joined them a little later. (laughs) And so wonders and signs were being done through them. And Jesus even told them, hey, like, stuff is going to actually happen. Like, you're going to be my witnesses, but not just my witnesses. Like, you're actually going to be doing, you know, the work that I have preordained for you to do. And so it's very specific to this time. But notice that as awe came upon every soul, these wonders and signs were actually being done through the apostles. It was no accident that God brought the two together. As people were marked by glory, grace, God's love, his majesty, everything. Like, then the gospel just went forth. Boom, wildfire, couldn't be stopped. Kind of my dog's barking in the background. <laughs> He's agreeing. He's agreeing. He's like, amen. Yeah, he's and a gourd. Yeah. He, he may be charismatic. He's over there barking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Verse 44. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. That's really powerful, by the way. Because a lot of people will say, oh, see, look, there's communism in the Bible. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, I'm like over yeah, here baseball. This is one of the yeah. things that probably They'll the use Catholic it. workers yeah. use. Yeah. You know, the Catholic workers. I don't. You don't? No, no. It's a group of Catholics that basically are kind of like independently operating socialists. Interesting. And they do communal work mm. like you know through groups to to build things in okay. communities or to you know yeah, projects yeah. to help other people like okay um which is great by the way yeah you know it's you actually know, that's a great thing stuff or whatever yeah. and everyone mm. shares in mm. the it's not like you're monetarily reward that well but you live somewhere and you yeah. work together and you're you're yeah. distributing 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Good. Well, they must get it better, yeah. than, better than at least I so get it. Everybody know, so everybody in whatever community you're yeah. in, you got to think they're called the Catholic workers. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's good to hear yeah, about. They're sort of like communal, sometimes farms. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, they definitely seem to get it better than I get it, <laughs> personally, in how I live that out. Because I don't know about you guys, yeah, but like, I definitely feel Because I like, thought that when yeah. I read that immediately, I thought this yeah. was the... Had it all in common. The argument for, you know. Yeah. Oh, like communism or communal yeah. living. I get, I get that. That's interesting. There were like a bunch yeah. of them in Charlottesville and they had a bookstore, mm-hmm. but they were really nice people. Yeah. They were really interesting. Cool. Yeah. And you know, they were really, you know, very righteous. Like they just, yeah. You paid whatever you thought things were worth. Interesting. In the shop. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's take a look back at this. Thank you, Esther, for sharing yeah. that, too. Um, so they had all things in common. Now, I, I don't think that what the scripture is telling us is, you know, go ahead and embrace communism, right? That's a little anachronistic, yeah. to the least, right? You know? <laughs> However, there's something beautiful here going on that those who believed, it says, it's a descriptive phrase here, right? It's an adjective. Uh, David, of course, you, I'm sure, will get this. If you see it in the Greek, you're like, oh, yeah, there we go. It's adjectival, you know? That's the use of the adjectival right there. But they were together. It's describing, you know, who they were, like what they were doing. They were together. They were together, but it's also a descriptive word here. They had all things in common. So these people who believed, two things defined them. They were together. They had all things in common. Yeah. And then this is what happens. When, when they started doing all things together, um, now, whether this was good or bad, this is where we have to think of the question of, is this descriptive or is this actually prescriptive for us, right? In Acts... There's a lot of things that happen in Acts are, are actually descriptive, mm. you know, describing what's going on, not actually saying, hey, go do this right now, you know. But what, what happened, though, descriptively speaking, is that they started selling their possessions and belongings and distributing um, the proceeds to all as any had need. Now, this is the point, though, with this, by the way. It's not saying, again, hey, go embrace communism, right? That's not all we're saying. That's like almost 2,000 years too early. <laughs> but what I believe it is saying is that they had so much grace. They were so in awe of God and filled with the Holy Spirit and with the love of Christ that they were like, man, this water bottle I have right here, like there's somebody thirsty over there. Can you have it instead? You know, hey, like my house, I don't care. Like let, let's meet here. It's, it's cold outside. Let, let's meet over here, you know? That's how they started living. Well, they loved each other so much that they felt all the same, like yeah. family, like yeah. let's, we'll share whatever yeah. we yeah. all have together. Yeah. yeah. So, it was, the difference between that and communism is they were willing. To, right. <laughs> they were willing. Yeah, they were being forced <laughs> to. Exactly. Forced, forced <laughs> to commune. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. They were not forced to commune together. <laughs> so, well, well, that's what yeah. um, like it was Ananias and Sapphira, um, their testimony against the Holy Spirit is that they lied, trying yeah. to look better. And it was like, it wouldn't have made a difference if they were just like, oh, I sold half, or I sold it and I kept half for myself. It would have been fine. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're giving more. And it's like, uh, yeah. so, you know, yeah. there's a distinction right there. It's like, you know, it's, it's the point is, having your stuff with an open hand instead of mm. like forcibly giving, having to give it. Mm-hmm. Having trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse 46 says this, and day by day attending the temple together. So there you go, right? But notice this, it wasn't even just Sundays at the beginning. It was actually day by day by day. <laughs> They're like, hey, we got to do this every day, right? 
day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They brought it home even. They're like, my, uh, macro level, micro level, boom. Macro, micro, right there, right? In the same sentence. Macro level, they're doing this at the temple. Micro level, breaking bread in their homes. They receive their food with glad and generous hearts. So basically, they were living for the glory and the grace of God. And friends, as we like plant this church, we must also, this is our second point, we must also live for God's glory and his grace. And this brings us to our third and final point for this evening. In verse 47, so what are they doing then? Like the final thing that they were doing? You know, they're receiving this, they're doing all this, they're breaking the bread, they're praying, they're doing all these things. Finally, and this is so key, verse 47, praising, they were praising God and having favor, and that's so key, by the way, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful is that as they were actually practicing the ordinary means of grace at a macro level and then also the micro level, people took notice. The unbelieving Jews started to see it. Those in Jerusalem, right? Because they were in Jerusalem at this point. They started to notice they're like, what is going on with that group of, you know, a few thousand people? <laughs> Those Christians over there, they're following Jesus. I thought he died. What happened? Wait, he raised from the dead? Wait, why are they doing this? They were so defined by the praise of God, which is key. That's why we worship every Sunday, right? How Cole was leading us in worship through song as well, right? That's why we worship. Praising God, right? That's the heart of the Reformation 500 years ago. Praising God right worship and the byproduct of being a people who actually love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that we'll end up having favor with the people this doesn't mean that we're going to be everybody's best friend obviously we know how that looks especially cultural Christianity right when Christianity seems to kind of get it wrong especially here in America but guess what if we're actually living biblically and, and just living quiet peaceful humble lives and doing this kind of thing people are going to start to notice. Like, why are they doing this? Why are they meeting at home on Sunday night? Why are they, like, laughing with each other? Why are they actually, like, eating good food here in just a few short minutes? Why are they doing these things? Like, why are they breaking bread? Why are they listening to the Bible? Isn't that, like, that old, like, 2,000-something-year-old book? Like, why would they ever do that? It's because they were praising God. And by God's grace, as David was praying earlier... You know, God has preordained whatsoever comes to pass. And God's ordination of all things, preordination of all things, in other words, ordering everything out way ahead of time, right? Ordering everything out way in advance. They end up having favor. And it wasn't an accident. When they were praising God, things actually started to happen. And then check out the result. The Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Do we desire that? Do we desire that here in downtown Lynchburg? Do we desire it for our families? Our loved ones? Those that we care the most about in this entire world? Do we desire them to be saved from the wrath to come against their sin? And if so, then will we be a people who are marked by praising God? And praising Him 
really through even practicing these four ordinary means of grace. Apostles teaching, which is just preaching again, right? Discipleship, fellowship, breaking of bread and the prayers. Are you guys willing to be that people? Yeah. All right, we're going to change it up a little bit. Let's actually discuss more after this. I really want to hear what you guys are thinking. But it's also late. I'm sure we're all hungry. We have some good food over there. (laughs) So we're actually going to go ahead and bring this worship service to a close. Um, But uh, we'll go ahead and kind of save the rest of the questions and all for our time of eating together and doing the things we were just talking about, right? Next 242. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you again for this time. Uh, We have to worship you in spirit and truth. We thank you, Lord, for being the one who is guiding and guarding us. As we plant this new church, O Lord, would you uh, strengthen us? Let us be a covenant community as this is the very first night of meeting together um, under this new uh, setting. Uh, Would you consecrate this time, O Lord, for your purposes? We thank you, O Lord, for the fact that Um, your church will prevail, that um, the wrong and the evil in this world will fail at the last, that we have hope. We have hope. In spite of the changing, sinful, destitute world around us. And so, Lord Jesus, would you cause us to be people who desire to see your kingdom come, and your will be done here on earth as it is already being done in heaven. And so we pray together. In Christ's name, amen.